Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Coming up on today's BWI Daily Recruiting Show edition, Ryan Snyder is back to talk the latest Nittany Lions recruiting news. Penn State obviously getting ready for Purdue and the focus is on that. But we're going to turn it to recruiting for just a little bit today and we're going to get to it right now on the BWI Daily Show. He's Ryan Snyder. I'm Greg Pickowitz, the final BWI Daily Recruiting Edition for the month of August, Ryan. And that means one thing and one thing only. Penn State football is almost back to taking the field. The Nittany Lions open up at Purdue another year on the road to start Big Ten play. And, of course, their 2022 season kickoff set for 8 o'clock on Fox on Thursday. But we're going to get into recruiting. Obviously, you can check out the BWI site, BlueWhiteIllustrated.com, and also YouTube.com slash Illustrated for practice video. James Franklin updates and much more as the week continues, Ryan. But Monday was a busy day for Penn State. They had their only availability of the week from a media perspective. They opened practice for a bit. And they also lost out on a key commit who was maybe at one point trending toward Penn State, maybe at one point trending away from Penn State. And it's Kevion Keys. He ends up picking North Carolina yesterday, a very talented linebacker uh, out of the Mid-Atlantic. So at this point, what do we know? Is this something that could drag out a little bit? Could Penn State get its foot back in the door here? Or where do you think this goes and why did it play out the way it did? Yeah, so I would say that as of late last week, yeah, there was a lot of people close to Verena, which is this high school in Richmond, um, kind of suggesting that Penn State might be the school here. Uh, but KV on his family were never really saying that. And so that dragged out throughout the weekend. And, you know, we got to Sunday evening and, and it's still there was a lot of people who, who really thought Penn State was going to be the school. And I, it's just it's just hard to say because I don't know who exactly was telling them this. I get the impression it was, you know, the, the coaches at the school, but. You know, I just know multiple people were suggesting that Penn State ha- had a real chance there. And then once we got to about Monday midday, you know, it, it was becoming clear that you know, he, he, he had spoken with some people and uh, that, that it was going to be North Carolina. But this is certainly going to be a recruitment that should stay open uh, or I don't know, I guess not open, but <laughs> I don't know if it's completely over with. I mean, he's, he's talked about taking visits to, to other schools. Texas A&M came in and offered late last week, and I think it gave him a lot to think about. And uh, Auburn came in, too. I'm not sure if that's really going to have a big uh, impact on him moving forward. But uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye on him. I mean, the one thing I just would say is Keyes has talked about visiting a lot of schools over the last six months, and those visits never happened. Of course, people might remember he was supposed to visit Florida in July, and that never happened either. So – We'll see. He's already taken his official visit to Penn State. So that would require Kavion to come up to Penn State on his own. And there were at least two or three times where I know he's on that visitor list. I know Penn State was expecting him uh, throughout the spring and he wasn't able to make that. So I'm not very uh, positive on, on, on him coming back for an unofficial visit on his own. Just like I said, I mean, there, there were multiple opportunities for that and it didn't happen. The only time he got on campus was when Penn State, you know, paid the way and, and got him there. So we'll see. Uh, 
I, I don't I don't see him. I, I can see him visiting A and M and maybe some other things happening, but I, I don't at this point I don't see him ending up at Penn State. So Key is the number number three hundred fourteen player in the class of twenty twenty three according to the on three consensus player rankings. Number twenty eight linebacker, number five player in the state of Virginia. As you mentioned, Ryan, he commits to North Carolina on Monday, but it's a recruitment that certainly feels far from over. So we'll keep you posted if things change there. Uh, as best as I can tell, I think he only used two of his official visits, so he has a couple left to take if he wants to, but time will tell there. He'd have to pay his way to come back to see the Nittany Lions, and that doesn't seem likely at this point, but you never know. It's recruiting. That's why we follow it year-round, so time will tell there. Ryan, you were able to hit the road last week to check out some high school prospects. On last week's show, we discussed some of the names to know and games to know. Uh, so I don't know where you want to open the bidding here, but certainly a good week for Penn State players. They're committed in this class and were able to show out for their first time as high school seniors. Uh, why don't we kick it off with Tony Rojas? Start there. Obviously, uh, he was a Week one performer of the week by Charles Power, the on three uh, national director of scouting rankings. So he certainly caught the eye of the folks that do our rankings and, and certainly the uh, tape and everything else. Tell you why. Yeah, I mean, they played Wakefield, uh, beat them 52 to 14. Wakefield's not much of a powerhouse program in Virginia or anything like that. I think they had a coaching change a couple years ago and they're kind of just getting their feet underneath them there. But uh 52-14, as you can see from the score, it was it was certainly a blowout. But Rojas was still pretty impressive nonetheless. Uh, six touchdowns in just the first half. Uh, that That's always a, an eye-raising stat. Uh, he also had, I believe it was seven tackles, two tackles for loss, and two sacks. Playing linebacker, playing that hybrid kind of stand-up defensive end role. Uh, looks like it was more so a kind of a stand-up end than a true linebacker. And and you know, in my conversations with, with Fairfax's coaches, leading into the season is that he was going to play more linebacker this year. So I'll just be curious to see how that, how that uh, shakes out as we watch him. Uh, I, I'm trying to go down there to see them play Lake Braddock, I believe it is, uh, which is uh, mid October. I think it's actually maybe like the night before the whiteout game, which will make that a little bit tough, but definitely want to go down there and see him at some point. I mean, we, we've known Tony Rojas is one of the best athletes in this class. He, he proved that last year when he came up in camp, put up some crazy numbers, and you know then his then his recruitment goes and blows up. But uh, good good first week there. Uh, but I mean, it was mainly him running the ball, and and obviously we we or at least myself, I want to see him as a linebacker because that's that's where his uh, position would be at the next level. But still still an impressive week nonetheless, and curious to see how Fairfax does this year, man. They, they Fairfax has never been like a powerhouse program, and since Tony's gotten here, they they've they've continuously kind of kept growing as a program. So this, this should be a good year for them. Yeah. When you look at his tape, obviously, as you mentioned, it's a lot of running back stuff. So you can get the sense of what kind of linebacker he could be for Penn state in the athletic sense and the running sense and things like that. And of course, as you mentioned, anyone who followed his recruitment or his career to date knew that that was something that was going to take him a long way, both as a high school player and as a recruit. And it certainly has so far. So uh, for Rojas, like I said, a great start to the week and, and for Penn state, obviously I'm sure they're very happy to see him succeeding, even though, like you said, most of his clips were on uh, the other side of the ball where you want to head here next, buddy. I know you got a list of stats for us to pour through here today. Uh, well, I mean, I think everybody kind of watched King Mac and Conrad Hussey on Saturday. Right. That was a, that was a really fun game. I don't know how much you got to watch of that, Greg, but, uh, prep and, uh, St. Thomas Aquinas won at it and back and forth and back and forth. I think anyone who watched that game was pretty entertained. And I, I watch a lot of high school football and high school football is not always very entertaining at times. So right. whenever you get a, a game that keeps you, keeps your focus and it's fun to watch, uh, you know, I'll always keep my eye on that. But uh, Mac totaled six tackles in that game. Conrad Hussey had four, I believe. I, I may have missed one or two. I was trying to 
track them at the time while watching a toddler. So I may have missed one or two there, but that's, that was, those were the count that I had there. Six, six for Mac and, and four for Hussey. And I thought it was a good performance for them. Uh, there wasn't, there wasn't too many times where they were like challenged in the passing game or anything like that, you know, especially uh, Hussey. Cause I mean, I think Hussey's a little bit more of a, a potential cornerback while Mac can maybe a nickel or safety. We'll, we'll see how things end up there, but both are listed as a safety for now. And, and uh, that, that's where I expect them to at least start for Penn State. That's true. I know I know some people think like Hussey's going to be a corner, but Penn State truly sees both of them as, as safeties right now. So we'll see. Um, Matthias Barnwell had a good week. Uh, I think it was, what was it? Uh, I know he had one touchdown pass for, I, think, I believe it was about 27 yards. A uh, handful of tackles, three tackles for loss. Uh, Riverbend, they crushed Spotsylvania. So uh, I don't know a whole lot about Spotsylvania, but uh, – you know, I think I think most expected Riverbend to get off to uh, get off to a big win there. I, I know they beat them pretty good last year as well. I was so. going to say the only thing I know about them is what I watched last year of Matthias Mega Barnwell's tape. So yeah, not a huge mm-hmm. shock here, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd like to see. I mean, he's another one going where I really want to go see um, play defensive tackle. Uh, just, just you know, I like to, I like to get a better feel for that because we watched him so much as a tight end the last couple of years that I just haven't. Haven't watched him a ton. And yeah, we, we watch highlight tapes and all that, but just highlight tapes only tell you so much. You really got to watch a full game and see the mistakes, right? Because if we're going to grade guys, uh, yeah, highlight tapes show you all the good, but you got to see the bad with it too to, to get a better feel for where they truly stack up. But a uh, good win there for Matthias Barnwell and Riverbend. Like I said, 49 nothing off off uh, off to a good start there against Spotsylvania. The, the game I attended – uh, well, I attended a couple this week. Maybe we'll, we'll save them for the end, but I'll roll. Yeah, let me go back here. to one thing real quick, Ryan, before we move on to that. Uh, you mentioned uh, King Mac and Conrad Hussey. You had a premium story update on those two guys over at BlueWhiteIllustrated.com, where it's just $1 for one year to read insider recruiting intel just like that. Premium team updates and more. Uh, so I want to leave most of that uh, for the subscribers. And, of course, thank you if you subscribe here to the YouTube or to a podcast uh, platform. And also, please remember, it's a dollar for a year to subscribe to the website as well at bluewhiteillustrated.com. But let's just get a broad overview of your sense with those two. There, there are two guys that I think most listeners and, and viewers know uh, are, are long been committed to Penn State but have – been in both players that have received offers from other schools and maybe were interested in seeing them or learning more about those or what have you. So now that you had a chance to uh, maybe learn a little bit more about them, I know one of our colleagues got to catch up with him after that game. Uh, any change of feeling or anything like that between the time before you read that interview and now? When I'm not the one doing the interview, it's, it's hard for me to say, right? I mean, we right. can, I'm just getting quotes here and Oh, someone's calling me at the moment. Let me turn that off. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Didn't want that uh, ringtone going on forever. But uh, I mean, here's what I would say. I mean, Mac, Mac admitted that Michigan and, and Miami are still – Michigan State, excuse me, and Miami are still pushing hard, while Hussey admitted that Florida State, Miami, Oklahoma, and Auburn uh, are all pushing hard. I think he said Missouri as well. Uh, they, all have, they both have positive things to say about Penn State. I just – I've been doing this a long time. I think anyone who tells you in this industry, like – like fans read that, right? And they were very positive. And I know our fans are very excited about that. But just just be careful with reading too much into quotes sometimes, especially because I wasn't the one that did the interview either. So I'd, I'd have to ask Joseph a little bit more if he had a little more inside uh, info that they talked about, maybe off the record. But I, I think Miami is certainly going to be coming for Husky. I think Oklahoma has real interest in Husky, or at least I know Oklahoma did a few months ago. I'd have to circle back on that. I haven't 
dug on that at least since I don't know maybe early mid July. But uh, Florida State too is another one I, I think is pretty serious with them. So they're, they're going to have interest. I'd be kind of surprised if they don't pop up on a campus somewhere. Now with that said, both of them also said that the one and only visit they really plan on taking right now is is to Penn State for the whiteout game or the Ohio State. Actually, I think I think Max State he wants to come to the Michigan State game, which makes sense. You know, Michigan State was the school he seriously considered and is still after him. So we'll see. I just again I just I, I don't. Still, I don't want fans to put too much stock in it, but I, I want them to also read it and, and you know, be excited about it and all that. I just – I'm still kind of just 50-50 on those guys there. But I also just – I don't have a great relationship with them, Greg. I mean, you, you've right. talked to them, I think, more than I have. So – and I, I know the Aquinas coaches a little bit, but it's just – I just don't – I can I can point to 15 other guys in this class. It's like, yeah, I, I have a great read on these guys. These guys I, I've never had a great read for. We just get these random times where they're popping up on campuses and things like that. And – you know, we're talking about Aquinas guys who it's not like there's a long history with that school there. Uh, so it just wh- where where will that go long term? I'm still very much TBD and, and kind of curious to see how it shakes out. Yeah, both quiet guys. They don't really say a whole lot. If you check out the interview, you'd probably get that sense as well that I mean, they're straight shooters as far as I can tell. But at the same time, they're not, you know, some of the quotes you read uh, are very long and guys give a lot of good insight and they're very outgoing and talkative. I get more of the sense these guys are just football players in the sense that they're focused on the game. They're focused on their teams. Maybe the interview mm-hmm. side of it and everything else is not their their most favorite or most enjoyable part of the recruiting process, which is fine. There's a lot of guys like that. But to your point, it does make it hard at times to get a read on what exactly it is those guys are thinking as the uh, recruiting process really rolls on here and as we get in closer and closer to December. But when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, that was a quick uh, tangent away from the rundown of games you went to, so let's go back to that. Yeah, so I, I want to mention Jackson Smolik. They 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 lost in their season opener, thirty eight to twenty four, to the defending, uh, I believe it's four A or five A uh, state champions in Iowa, Southeast Polk or Southeast Polk. Uh, twenty five for thirty seven for Smolik, not too bad, two hundred eighty three yards and two touchdowns. Uh, I'd like to get a. Little more, I'd like to see his highlights a little bit more or go back and watch some of that film. I believe that film is on YouTube, so that's a game I'd like to circle back and watch at some point this week. Uh, I will say I have booked a flight to Des Moines for two weeks from now. We're gonna, we're gonna watch that. It's a sentence I never thought I'd hear you say, but here we are. No, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I've been talking to uh, Ank, people at Ankney, uh, who JJ Cole plays for, and then people over at uh, Dowling Catholic all week. So I'm just I'm curious to go out there and, and see Iowa football for the first time. I've, that's, that's something I've actually never even been to Iowa for a Penn state game. So that'll be my first trip out there, but uh, yeah, we're set to go out there. And I think if you're going to watch Jackson Smollett play a game, right. Why not watch him play against JJ Cole, who 
uh, was at one point a Penn State target. And then also, you know, after going to Elite 11 and things like that, he's, he's really kind of emerged as a, as a verified, you know, true four-star player. Uh, of course, he's going to Iowa State. Uh, Carmelo Taylor is another guy who had a pretty good week, six, six receptions, 132 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Patrick, Henry, uh, Patrick Henry did lose to Brookville, though, 35 to 27. Uh, there, there's some good fame out for, for Javen Williams and Anthony Donko, Cooper Cousins. Uh, I would check all those guys out too. All that film is released. Uh, some some impressive pancake blocks from those guys. Uh, Cooper, I would say Cooper Cousins and McDowell got a really nice win over Walsh Jesuit, who is a pretty quality. Is, a, is you know not like a powerhouse or anything in Ohio, but they did make it to right. the quarterfinals last year, and uh, they ran for a school record 665 yards. Uh, of course, Cooper helped pave the way for that a good bit. So that was a good win for them. Uh, but the, the two games I attended this past weekend were Roman Catholic versus Wilson. That was, of course, was the C.J. Mill Lions and Tysier Denmark. And then I went to the McDevitt-Imatep Charter game on Saturday. Uh, I'll start with with Roman. I thought Jamil Lions played a really good game uh, the, the other night. I mean, they asked him to do just so much. Uh, not only is he playing tight end and doing different blocks. I mean, I think he even was. I think I saw him line up as a fullback at one point too. Maybe I might be wrong with that, but I think I maybe saw that. Uh, but really, you know, just focusing on his defensive film, I, I was really impressed with uh, with with Jamil because man, they 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 double teamed him quite a few times as well. And and Wilson actually has some quality linemen too. Like not guys that are going to play Penn State level, but uh, I, I would venture to say that Wilson's offensive line is one of the better ones he'll face. Maybe the top three or four. They play LaSalle and St. Joseph Prep, and some, they play Arkansas Wood. Actually, that's a game I'd like to see. Uh, if he faces up against Kevin Haywood, but they, they do have a decent line and, and Jamil was pretty good. Like I said, nine tackles, three tackles for loss. He had a big force fumble there when, when Wilson was trying to get some momentum gone. He also had this stop on fourth down right here. If you're watching on YouTube right here, this was a massive play for them because Wilson was starting to get some momentum going and, uh, and yeah, they, they stuffed them on fourth and one. I think they put a 260 pound tight end there to a quarterback to really try and get that get that one yard. And, and Jamil was a massive reason why they did it. So was really impressed with Jamil's performance uh, the other night, and uh, just just excited to see how he goes moving forward. I, if you asked me this a year ago, I thought he'd been a defensive tackle because uh, he's been sitting at that like 245 mark for the longest time, but he really hasn't grown much physically. I mean, he's still very muscular and all that stuff. Uh, physically, looks great, but. Uh, he hasn't added pounds, uh, which is a good thing because Penn State Penn State wants him as a defensive end, and, and I think that's where he's going to shape up uh, when he gets here. Uh, but I'd also mention Tysier Denmark was in this game as well. Tysier had a, a – he only played the first half. Uh, and what sucked was first time uh, Tysier was, I mean, he had like five or six receptions, but a bunch of them were called back due to penalties. So, you know, the stat line, it was like three three receptions for, I think, 46 yards and a touchdown. His touchdown was a nice 38-yard slant across the middle where uh, once he got open, it, then nobody was touching him. But uh, but he also had a few other decent plays, but they were all called back and, uh, you know, different penalties, holdings, clipping, different things like that. But uh, he, did, he didn't play in the second half then. I, I'm not sure if it's an ankle injury or, or whatever. Maybe I think he just has a minor ankle injury that they're trying to be careful with, uh, obviously, before they get into – playing some of those bigger Catholic schools in, in Philadelphia. But uh, Tysir had a good night, though. I, I But I was really impressed with Jamil that, you know, he's he's the one I really want to focus on, and uh, he played well. So uh, one other game then, too, was just Bishop McDevitt, Emetep Charter. You know, uh, I was I was really curious to see Rico Scott, and and I think Rico would be tough to tell you that was one of his worst games. And I think he had three drops, two of which were for touchdowns. Uh, and it was they were at pivotal moments, too. So it wasn't the best of games for Rico Scott. But you see everything there. I don't know if it was 
first game jitters or whatever it may be. But, you know, he, he stacked up against Kenny Woosley a couple times and Kenny had one or two nice plays. Uh, Rico ran some really good routes at times too, but just had a, just had a case of the drops the other night. I think he had three drops total in that game. And like I said, one would have been a massive touchdown in the third quarter when they needed it. I think, I don't think McDevitt scored after that. And then there was another one midway through the fourth quarter that, uh, that he dropped as well. And, and, you know, both were pretty nice passes from Stone Saunders. You know, Stone Saunders didn't have a very good game either. 21 for 41. I think he had 280 yards passing and I think a couple touchdowns, but uh, wasn't the best of nights for McDevitt. I will say there is a player, if you live in Central PA, you want to go watch a young up-and-coming player, Maurice Barnes. Keep an eye on this young man. He's a, he's a linebacker for McDevitt. I think he's legit, you know, 6'2 or so. Really moved well. This was his first game ever. I mean, he's a true freshman playing his first high school game uh, against a team like Emetep, and, and he was very impressive. So that, that stood out to me as well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't really say I took a ton out of that game. I really went there to focus on Rico. I really went there to focus on Kenny Woosley. And, you know, both had a few good plays, but they're just – it just kind of neutralized each other the whole game, if that makes sense. There wasn't there wasn't a whole lot of action to take away from it, but uh, you know, good, good. it was fun. You know, fun fun weekend to watch. I'd say that Chambersburg Peach Bowl thing. I really hope they keep that going uh, and build yeah. that up because uh, that would be a really fun event if they can keep it going. I'm happy I didn't go to Harrisburg St. Vincent Pilate because uh, that game ended up getting uh, getting canceled because there was lightning in the area. They they kept it going till like I don't know ten o'clock or so, but. Uh, ended up canceling it. So that was the other big game uh, on Friday night, but I want to see Roman instead. Yeah. So as you mentioned, I think it's important to take away from anytime we're talking or reading about stats that there's usually a lot more beyond the box score. And so there's no reason to ever get too wound up over, uh, you know, you can get wound up over a great night, but just remember that the bad nights could be great nights in a lot of cases too. drop here, penalty there, what have you. So uh, Ryan, I guess we'll come down to home stretch here on the BWI daily edition recruiting show. The final one of August, two days before Penn state Purdue, as expected, not a whole lot going on on the recruiting trail with Penn State being on the road to start the season. Uh, we'll see some visitors in town next week for Ohio, and you, of course, can follow who, what, when, where, and why uh, in the confirmed list at bluewhiteillustrated.com. But any final thoughts here as we kick down the uh, the final portion of this show uh, for the month of August? Not really on the recruiting end. I mean, we'll, we'll get an Ohio list going together here in the coming days. Uh, maybe by the end of the week, we can get something out there. But uh, as I mentioned last week, Tom Lemmy is coming up to do like a photo shoot that he does every year. And that should attract some good players. Uh, I wrote a story last week. Dominic Nichols is a, is a top 2024 prospect from Maryland is going to attend. Uh, Peter Gonzalez, I think, might be at that game, too. He's a he's a good uh, 2024 wide receiver out of Pittsburgh. Uh, what I would do is throw it back to you, Greg. And I mean, just we've got a couple minutes here. Uh, Purdue, Penn State, what's your prediction? Yeah, I mean, at this point, I haven't made it, but if I was going to, I'm going to save that for the Thursday edition of the PWI Daily Show, but maybe we'll get yours since you're going to be, I don't think you'll be on that show with us, but, you know, ultimately, I think the one thing I would just say, Ryan, as we talk here on Tuesday is, you know, when you hear and listen to everything, I know you got to do some player conference calls on Monday, I did as well, was able to listen to James Franklin and go out to practice, Um you know, I just don't – it's cliche, but I just don't know if you – if you're Penn State or a Penn State fan, I think you have to be happy with where everything is. You get through this point of camp. You've had no injury news to speak of. You've had no other issues really There's never injury of. news, but go on. Well, yeah, right. No, I understand that. There's but, injuries. Well, you know, I mean, we, they, you've seen well, them out there, but go on. Sure, yeah. No, fair enough. But nothing season-ending that they've had to talk about anyway is more of what I'm getting at. Sure. But, yeah, I mean, ultimately, at the at the end of the day, I think you have to be happy if you're a Penn State fan with where they are at this point. I think they're saying and doing all the right things, and of course they are. But, 
you know, I, I think more than anything else, we're all just glad the wait's finally just about over because, uh, you know, it's been a long off season of talking and changes and things like that. And here we are, um, Penn State's getting ready to finally open the season. So that's kind of where I'm at with it at this point. I'll be heading out to West Lafayette Wednesday with any kind of travel luck. T Frank and I will be doing the daily from location on Thursday. So i uh, looking forward to that and looking forward to seeing Penn State back on the field. What's the spread still? Is it three? Three, three and, and a half. half. Three and a half and 54 on a total, yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I would have liked that number way more at three if you're betting Penn State. But uh, although, I mean, three matters way more in the NFL than it does in college um, as far as the hook goes. But I, I, I like Penn State in this game. I mean, I think Penn State – I think it's going to be a high-scoring game too. If you're going to play it, I, I like the over as well. I just think – like Penn State secondary is going to be a strength. But I, I, I think Purdue can maybe take advantage of their linebackers, dink and dunk on them, uh, and keep the ball moving. You know, I think we can see a game. I don't know. Both teams get into the 30s, but I could see a mid 30s, low 20 or mid 20s, high 20s kind of game, like a you know 34, 28, something like that. But uh, I do like Penn State in this game. I will take Penn State to to win uh, because this is a game they have to have. Because I, I think, I mean, personally, if you ask me, I think that Auburn game is going to be a little more difficult than this one. Penn State has usually played Purdue pretty well. Purdue has some things they got to replace as well. They lost some some heavy heavy yeah. hitters from that last year, so. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see that, but I, I think Penn State. Will, I think Penn State's offense is going to play well in this game. I do. I really think that they can reach thirty points, uh, and and if, if they do that, yeah, Purdue's going to drive the ball as well. Like I said, I think they'll six, seven, eight yard passes will, will be an issue in this game. But uh, but yeah, it'll, just be, it'll be fun, man. I, if you're taking it, I I like the over a little. Maybe well, I don't know. I think I like the spread more than the over. If I'm being honest, but uh, yeah, just 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 excited to watch some games Thursday night. Uh, I won't be anywhere have- at any high school games this week though go ahead do you have any thought on any if this game will have more of an impact on penn state from a recruiting perspective of course if it wins uh because they're kind of in a feature spot on a thursday night there's not for the most part kids aren't playing high school games on thursday night or they could you know they could be on friday they could be on saturday but they're typically not playing on thursday you have your exceptions every now and again but i mean you have a couple other games on pitt west virginia should be a great one but I mean, should this could this be very beneficial or at least a little bit beneficial if Penn State gets a win here? Or is that just and does it have nothing to do with winning on Thursday and just winning, period? I guess is what I'm getting. I at. think all I think all the schools they're recruiting against, though, are in feature spots. You know, like if you're right. comparing it to some other schools, you know, if you're comparing it to the Purdue's of the world, which are on ESPN two regularly, then yeah, maybe. But you're recruiting against Notre Dame, you're recruiting against Michigan, you're recruiting against Ohio State. Of course, two of those schools play each other. And what's the biggest game of the weekend, right? So you would argue, right? You want to talk about feature spots? I mean, that's going to be the feature spot of the week. Uh, right. But I mean, yeah, it's it's good. Yeah, everybody will be watching Thursday night. Although a lot of guys will be watching that Pitt West Virginia game too, if we're being honest. But right. Uh, yeah, it, it's good from that perspective. But like that, that kind of stuff mattered way more in the mid '90s than it does now. I mean, and right. shoot, man, half these recruits don't even watch games, guys. Like they just see highlights on Twitter, and that's really all it is. I mean, there's so many guys. It's funny, man. I, I used to try and reach out to guys after games. Uh, I don't know. This was maybe like four or five years ago. Uh, hey, yeah. you know, what do you think of the game? This and that. And so many of them be like, I didn't even watch it. <laughs> so, right, it, especially you know, like a lot of guys have a game Friday night too. So. On Thursdays, they'll do their team dinners. You know, a lot of teams do like a spaghetti dinner. They get together kind of thing on Thursday night. So I'm sure many of them will be watching it. Of course, the commits will be watching it. But uh, it's, again, they're, they're recruiting against powerhouse programs that are all going to be in the spotlight this weekend and for the next 15, 16 weeks. 
Well, Penn State Purdue coming up Thursday night from Ross H Stadium in West Lafayette. We'll be there. Ryan Snyder will be covering all the recruiting angles, whether they happen this week, next week, or what have you. And you can find all that at bluewhiteillustrated.com. Full game preview there. Full game preview on your favorite platform channels coming up later this week and also at youtube.com slash bluewhiteillustrated. So for Ryan Snyder, I'm Greg Pickle. That'll wrap it up for this week's edition of the BWI Daily Recruiting Show. We'll catch you next week. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.